Yo, what's up? Welcome to Demo Listen, Episode 9. This is a podcast with a very simple premise. We listen to punk and hardcore and punk and hardcore adjacent releases that people submit us. Uh, we give our honest reactions to them. It's not a review show, not really a, a critique in the, in the traditional sense. We are just two grown men who still really like punk and hardcore. Uh, so we decided to put some microphones in front of us and have the same conversations that we were having anyway, except record them. Um, I'm Gray. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nathan. Uh, the format is as follows. We put 10 bands in the queue every week. Um, we have a, an email where people submit stuff to us. Um, then we just roll a D10, 10-sided die, and uh, we pick uh, usually you know, f- between four and six bands out of the queue every week. We listen to them, and then we, uh, we just let you know what we think of them. Uh, sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really bad. Sometimes it's middling. Um, so without further ado, I think we're just going to get right into it. There's not much more to it than that. Why don't you uh, roll a D10 and see what pops up first today? Right, oh, actually, you know what? Let's uh, let's 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 run through what we have in the queue first. Sure. Um, so first up, I've got Head Count. They are from San Diego. Um, it's members of uh, another band. Uh, some folks I'm homies with, Drug Control. It's their newest band. I've I've not listened to this. I purposely put it off in case it it came up on the podcast. So I haven't checked this stuff out yet. Um, then we've got Tortured Skull with their release Ritualistic Guitar Violence. I've seen a bunch of people talking about this, um, but I have not listened to it yet. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to this tonight because I'm, I'm pretty stoked to check it out. Then we have got High Alert from Michigan with their release What You Buried. Um, Marco from this band submitted this. Um, we're we're friends, friends on social media, and that's about it. Uh, I know nothing about this band beyond them being from Michigan. Then we got Life's Treading Water, which is something that we had in the queue earlier. They're from Milwaukee. Again, this is a band that's come across my radar a couple times this year, but I haven't checked it out yet. Um, then we have got Sweet Soul with the release Do You Like Good Music. Um, this was submitted to me by a member of the band, described as for fans of 77 Punk and things of that nature, which I am a big fan of. Um, then we've got Worst Behavior with No Escape. Um, again, this is a thing I know nothing about. This was uh, submitted to me. They said it was uh, in the vein of, of crossover thrash type stuff, so that could be dope. Then we have got In Denial with a release of the same name. Uh, it's from Madison, Wisconsin. It, it features a, uh, a member of a band that we kind of roasted early on in the podcast, uh, Middle-Aged Overdose. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think the main fellow from this band is also in this band. Okay. Uh, he submitted to, to me last week or something like that and he said this it's a hardcore band so. well i'm glad that you know he's still game yeah me too i like, didn't take shit personally because it's not personal no not not personal at all in, in, except for in very very rare instances there's been a few instances yeah. but other than that it's not personal right. and you know what it's not even personal with one minute run no. i'm sure they're fine sure but boy did that shit suck right yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah if you if if you if this is your first episode tune into the last one get an idea of what we're talking about um, then we've got Watering Hole with their track Sanctuary. Um, this is a band a dude I know plays in. Uh, I've not heard this stuff. He just sent it to me. They just dropped this track today. Um, so I have no idea what it sounds like. Then we've got Big Laugh with their demo. This was in the queue last week. Band from Milwaukee featuring members of other Milwaukee bands. It's one I was stoked to check out, but we didn't get around to. And then another one from last week, we have End on End with their self-titled release. And uh, that's everything in the queue this week. Okay, so let's uh, let's roll and see what's up first. Okay, I'm gonna use the dice tower. I uh, 
realize that it sounds like I'm dropping a brick on the table with this D10. A little bit, yeah. We'll see if this sounds better. Yeah. Little ASMR. Okay, so number four. Okay, so we have uh, Life's with Treading Water. The, uh, the Bandcamp is just lifes.bandcamp.com. Um, I believe this is an LP. Uh, hella tracks on it. And all the songs are quite short. It looks like there are only a couple songs on here that break a minute. Um, there's one, so I feel... Now, I could be entirely wrong about this, but I feel like this is in the... I've had this described to me as being at least sort of like power violence adjacent. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense that there's like a three-minute-plus slow dirgy track because that's like the... That is required right, for, right, right. for a power violence LP. It's the new trend, as the as the track right is called. Yes, that then and that is actually an old trend in power violence. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Infest was doing it. Yeah. Um. So, it, what track do we want to go with? Because there's 18 on the on the record. Right. Uh, let's go with number three. It's 55 seconds long. I feel like that's sort of down the middle. That might be the. Uh, the median track length. Okay, and then if we want more, we can have more because it's only fifty-five seconds of, uh, right. of our lives. So, right. All right, cool. So we're gonna listen to "Unsedated Suffocation" <laughs> by Life's off of their uh, LP "Treading Water," and then we'll get back to you in fifty-five seconds. That was the track Unsedated Suffocation by the band Life's off of their LP Treading Water. Nate, what would you think of that? That wasn't bad. No, not at all. Uh, they hit all the buttons mm-hmm. as it they are supposed to hit in this sort of stuff. Right. Uh, a lot of Man is a Bastard in that. I was going to That was, was definitely more, thing, yeah. more Man is a Bastard than Infest. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, had the bass tone for Man is a Bastard. Yep, sort I, of dialed in. Yep, for sure. I heard a little bit of squeaky electronic noise in there or something. Mm-hmm. Guitars and bass were almost indistinguishable. I don't even look. Is there even a bass player in this band? I uh, mean, if there isn't a guitar like, player, yeah, is no, it just yeah, bass? I'm not, I'm not sure if there's a guitar player in this band or not. Um, I mean, it sounded like guitar at first, but it could easily it just sound be like, like a wall of sound when it was going. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, for sure. Right? You don't want too much clarity if you're going for that sound. They know what right. they're going for. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I actually think these guys played the house a while back. I yeah, I, I think we talked about that before. I think that they did too, like years ago. Because yeah, yeah, they've yeah. been around for a grip. They've been around for a long, for a while, yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm sure that I've you know, I I'm sure that I've met them. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I don't remember who's in this band. Yeah. And I know you, right? Right. Uh, I'm sorry about that guys. You should know by now I'm an asshole. <laughs> um and uh you know, whatever. If I've never met you, cool. Your band sounds pretty dope. Uh, sorry, I, I'm pretty sure you played the house, but we had a lot of stuff. 
It sounds like this is a way to go. Yeah, a whole lot. So, you know, I've heard a lot of this sort of stuff. Frankly, I got real fucking burned out on it. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to come back around, and I will say that uh, this is pretty dope. Your set better not be more than 10 minutes or yeah, I'm checking out. For sure. Yeah, like, I'll, like, give you, I'll give you 12. If you want to hold me for more than 10 minutes playing this, you need to do something really interesting. Agreed. Right? Either visually or sonically. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is pretty dope. Yeah, I was going to make the Man is the, is the Bastard comp as well. Uh, as soon as that bass tone came in at the end with like that big mm -hmm. that big riff, I was like, okay, I see what they're going for. This is a very Man is the Bastard vibe, which is, it's kind of interesting because like, even though Man is a Bastard is like considered, you know, one of the forebears of power violence as a genre, they're kind of a singular band within the genre. Like, Man is a Bastard doesn't really sound like Crossed Out or Despise no. You or Infest. Like, they have a very singular approach to the genre. Right. When you talk about like the originators of a sound, they right. definitely have their own thing going. And there's been plenty of imitators. Sure. Right? Right. But as far as like originators, no one really was doing with that, mm -hmm. what, what, you know. Wood was doing and stuff like that with Man's Bastard for sure. But this is a this is a pretty good approximation of it. Like yeah. like you like you noted, the bass tone is real dialed in. The riff, like I mean, for anybody who's a student of the genre, I think it's immediately apparent. Like I didn't have any other thoughts as soon as that bass tone came in. I was like, okay, Man is a Bastard. So if that's what you're aiming for, yeah, you you hit the target squarely in the bullseye. Um, do you want to listen to another track? I mean, that was only fifty-five seconds long. Let's try one of maybe one of the dirgier tracks. Yeah, let's let's get let's it. go with uh, um, treading water is two minutes and ten seconds. Okay, and I feel like there's enough time to play around mm -hmm. and for them to maybe do some weirdo things in it. Yeah, and that's the title track of the LP as well. Sure. Um, all right, cool. So we're gonna listen to uh, "Treading Water" by Life's off of their LP of the same name. <laughs> Shadow, 
All right, we just heard the track Treading Water by the band Lifes off of the LP of the same name. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to stick around and watch that song. It's sure. going to go, your set's going to go to 12 minutes. Yeah. That, that got me interested. If, dare I say this, mm-hmm. was that an example of melodic power violence? It's, it, did, it did sound like that, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever used the word melodic and power violence in the same sentence. I know let for alone, a fact I have not. Let alone coined a fr- heard a phrase coined right. melodic power violence. Uh-huh. But I think if you could approach melody in PV, mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah, I agree. It, it, melody in a different way, because there, there are bands, like, Man is the Bastard does experiment with certain melody. Yeah, they melody. do, with, like, harmonizing basses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, like, that was melodic in, like, eh, this is going to sound dumber than normal, a melodious melody. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, that's that's kind of redundant. Yeah, it is kind of redundant, but you know what I mean. Like, like it did a lot of those men as a bastard, like harmonies and stuff, where they're uh-huh. going and they're 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 playing a melody in the bass. It's still dirgy right, and right. really like in the in the vein of the song. But there was mm-hmm. a there was a pretty distinct sort of shift in this mournful sort of melody at the end of the song. Right. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I think I even like maybe detected. Um, a brief hint of acoustic guitar there in the last like ten seconds of the song, something like popping that, popping yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I'm Congrats, reading, guys. I'm did. reading the lyric. Did you read the lyrics? Um, I don't believe that I did. I think it's about roofing. It's about roofing, huh? It's about being. There's not enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're stretched thin and exhausted. <laughs> the shingles need to go on the roof. I don't. I don't know. Oh, well, it says. Okay, to the point of shingles is what I, it says. I think I think it's about roofing. Well, I did do roofing for a while, and it I it's often how I left felt exhausted and stretched thin. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes really had to stretch the the shingles thin because we might not get the whole roof covered. <laughs> yeah, and there's never enough time in the day. No, I mean we get started sometimes five a.m. Right, and still not enough time to get done what we needed to. Right, so. Kudos, Lifes. You uh, made a melodic power violence song about roofing. Awesome. <laughs> Not bad. That's a, that's a very singular achievement. You should feel very proud of yourselves. Um, but yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I fuck with it. This is, uh, as soon as I heard that, that bass tone in the first track, I knew what they were going for. They more or less delivered with the dirgier, longer track as well. I fuck with it. Yeah. Good job, Lifes. For sure. Uh, what's up next? Eight. Okay. Eight is Sanctuary by the band Watering Hole. The band camp is just wateringhole.bandcamp.com. So uh, these these guys sent me this track. Um, this dude Tanner I know um, talks to me on the internet fairly frequently. He, uh, he sent it over to me this morning. Um, these guys are from Ontario. They're from Ontario? Canada. Ontario? Yep. Is it Ontario or Ontario? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Ontario. Is it Ontario? Yeah. Okay. Well, Ontario sounds a lot, uh, a lot more. Ontario sounds like some fucking, some like kid's name in an anime that's been, you know, given special powers <laughs> by some angel to, uh, you know, catch th- all the fucking little monsters in the forest and make them fight to the death. I think Ontario sounds more distinguished than Ontario. I think Ontario sounds horrible. I think it's a sick fucking name. <laughs> I, I petition for people to start pronouncing it that way. Um, so it's just one track. Um, like I said, name of the track is Sanctuary. Um, I know, like I, I know nothing about this band other than Homeboy sent it over to me this morning. So okay. I'm, I'm in for as much of a surprise as you and our listeners. All right. Um, is this a? Uh, I haven't looked at the lyrics. Is this an Iron Maiden cover? 
It is definitely not an Iron Maiden cover. Okay. No. All right. It is not. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and listen to the track Sanctuary by Watering Hole, and uh, we'll holler back in just under four minutes. So uh, you guys better use that time wisely. We just heard the track Sanctuary by the band Watering Hole. Nate? 
That sucked. Yeah. No thanks. Mm-hmm. So, somewhere I think I missed the boat on new metal. Mm-hmm. I never really liked it to begin with. I think you were too old for it when it came out. But was I? Because there's plenty of dudes my age that... So, here's the thing. New metal appears to be now for dudes in their 40s wearing embroidered jeans mm-hmm. that want to fucking relive, you know, 2000 all over again. Right. And when they get into their fucking, you know, when they get into their Chevy HHR, right? Mm-hmm. They they borrow the wife's HHR, right? Or they get into their uh little boy's toy, you know, Toyota Tacoma or something like that. They put on some some limp biscuit. Right. Right? And they they still talk about doing it all for the nookie. Right. So, limp, it seems to be that new metal is for dudes like that. Uh-huh. Midwest Bad Dads. Right. That's who I'm talking about. Sure. And uh, Young Hardcore Thugs. Yeah. And I think the Young Hardcore Thugs, I'll give them a bit of an excuse because, like, that's what you remember from your childhood. Right. But I'm also going to let you guys know, that shit is fucking bozo bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit sucks. Yeah, for sure. And as soon as I heard the... Uh, the rumbling corn bass mm-hmm. and the uh, the bumbling stumble drums behind it. Right. I checked out. Yeah. And I looked up at you one point like, oh, they're still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah, I, this track's almost four minutes long. Yeah, and lyrically, like I, like I said, I, I write a lot of stupid fucking lyrics. I've written more than my fair share of lyrics about like posters at shows and stuff like that. They're mm-hmm. my least favorite songs to fucking play, but it's always a fucking easy lyrical topic to, to churn out some vitriol sure. about, right? Right, right. Um, but man, I never got that mad about posters. I can tell you that much. Yeah, not quite. Those guys are pissed off about posters. Yeah, they're they're not they're not taken kindly to uh, interlopers. No, in their scene. No, I kind of like at some some point during the song, I was like imagining he's actually having a sleepover and he's like kicking everybody out of his room. Yeah. This is my sanctuary. You'll never <laughs> take it away from me. Right? Guys, I'm not fucking with you, like, for real, on, on your lyrics or whatever. Play your shit. Uh, but I do uh, genuinely hope you outgrow this new metal shit because it is bad. Yes, yeah. So new metal is real hot with, with young hardcore kids right now. And <clears throat> so, so I grew up in a time where new metal hit me at the right age, where a couple of those things resonated with me for about a year or two before I got into hardcore actively, right? Because like I've mentioned before on this podcast, my dad was into punk and hardcore, so I grew up with it in the house. But then you begin to individuate and get into the stuff that you like and discover. So, you know, I started actively going through my dad's stuff. But before I did that, I heard heavy shit on the radio. And at that time, it was corn and Slipknot and Limp Bizkit and shit like that. And it didn't take me long to figure out, okay, like, why do I like this stuff? Well, because it's heavier than most of the other stuff that I'm hearing. And then as soon as I found the thing that was the next more logical, like, like the next iteration of that that made more sense and pertained more to my core interests, new Metal was done. I never, other than I think maybe I had a CD copy of Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory, and that is the only new Metal record I ever actually owned a physical copy of. Well, you do have an unironic Slipknot tattoo. I do indeed. And I really, really like the first two Slipknot records. Yeah. Um, and I also would argue that those are like, they're on the outskirts of new metal, right? Like there's not, there's not like a bunch of rapping in it and shit. Like there's blast beats in the songs. I would argue that it's on the very fringes of being what could be considered new metal. 
Uh, I would argue that it's scary music by <laughs> angry clowns. <laughs> so, so, and what I was getting to with that is, so because I grew up in that time period, I can look back on a few of those bands, like the first couple Slipknot records, um, with a certain degree of fondness, and I don't have anything against any kid who might who that might resonate with, that's fine. But I want those influences as far away from the music that I listen to, especially hardcore, as is humanly possible. I don't want new metal brushing up against hardcore at all. And as soon as that song opened up, like, here, guys, I'm going to give you a little hint. If you're trying to write heavy hardcore music, which I think is probably what you're ultimately going for, sure. do not do, like, single string, because it always sounds new metal. That That is not... That is not a hardcore songwriting tactic. Uh, do not pursue it. It will always lead you to corn, never to uh, Earth Crisis. I wish, well, unless you're talking about Slither era Earth Crisis, which is indeed a new metal record. I wish that new metal never happened. Yeah. I wish the people that wrote those songs were never born. <laughs> I wish that, that that sound was about as palpable and relevant today as ragtime music is. Right. Uh, I wish it were wholly erased from the memory of humans. <laughs> Right? Fair enough. Right? I wish yeah. it were wholly erased from the memory of humans. Mm-hmm. I, was talking to, I was talking to Tiff the other day, and I said, you know, I think if I could pick, like, one wish, mm-hmm. I would... I'm, I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was back, it, it was back on uh, that, that fateful day in September, early September, mm-hmm. um, when everybody likes to remember. And I said... If I could, if I had one wish, I think I would erase all memory of that from human history. Okay. Just so the people would shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, fair enough. Like nothing, nothing has been good since it happened because the country has completely lost its fucking marbles. For sure. Right. Yeah. And I just wish that that would just go away. Mm-hmm. I take that back. Oh, okay. I would like to terminate the memory of new metal. From, actually, no, because then it would be written again, <laughs> right? Oh, I want whoa. I want new memo, new metal to reside in the same region of our brain as things like incest, okay, right, right? Uh-huh. and like cannibalism, right. stuff that is like deeply evolutionarily taboo. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't know why we think it's gross to fuck our sisters, right? But the reason is is because you get a lot of fucking weird genetic happenstance, right? And especially in small little hunter-gatherer scenarios, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing to have a bunch of fucking weirdos running around with <laughs> no. too many fingers and <laughs> no, not enough toes. No, you don't want that. Right? Um, same thing with cannibalism, right? Cannibalism is generally taboo because, you know, people carry a lot of fucking diseases and, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a lot of, like, prions and shit like that that can start to, you know, basically erode the brain. Right. Right? That's where I want new metal to reside. I want new metal to reside in that deep evolutionary memory of bad things right alongside incest and cannibalism mm-hmm. that's what i that's where i want it i fucking wish it never existed but now that it has we should not we should not in any way try to th- think it was anything other than a gigantic fucking mistake yeah yeah i more or less agree with that like i said i have some i have a nostalgia for a few records from that era because i was 10 years old when they came out but like by and large, that was a thing that if you weren't there for the time and the place and you weren't a child when it came out, there's no reason for us to acknowledge that it exists. And as much as like, again, even even having some affinity for five of those records, right? 
I don't put them on. No. You know why, what I'm saying? Why in the world would you? Why would, I, why would you ever listen to that over right. the, the vast array of incredible music? Right. So I think we're, we're, we're getting in the weeds on new metal here, getting yeah. a little bit too, too in, in the weeds. But I would just advise you guys, Watering Hole, steer clear of that. I also heard some notes of Deathcore in there. Um, that, that is a thing that, uh, that should also never have existed that I had no affinity for ever. Please don't do that. Um, please don't write four minute songs anymore. Um, and beyond that, you know what? Don't put the, uh, don't put the cart, the cart before the horse on this because I'm pretty sure most of you guys are like 19 or 20 years old. So the finger pointing of, of poserdom might come back to bite you in a few years. For real. Let's just wait it out. You know what I'm saying? Wait like, it out. Let's, let's just at least wait till you're an upperclassman before you start po- pointing some fingers because you could, you could drop out at any moment. Because yeah, I'll let you know, this is my fucking sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Right? Yeah, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight Nate and I if you want to make that claim. I am the self-proclaimed straight-edge Kurgan. Right. And uh, I'm chopping off heads. <laughs> All right, so... That's our that's our friendly bit of advice, watering hole. Uh, nothing against y'all. Um, I'm glad you're playing hardcore. I just hope that in the future you do it a little bit better. Let's uh, let's roll the D, the D10. And see what's up next. All right, the mighty wizard from atop his tower. Damn it. There we go. One. All right. One is Headcount with their uh, demo 2019. It's x headcount x I just put in headcount in the uh, search. <laughs> that's, you'll get something super different. Um, do not Google head cunt if you're looking for some San Diego straight edge hardcore because that's not what you're going to find. Oh, look at this artwork. Yeah, he's a... I thought it was supposed to be Dr. Doom, but I think it's, um, it looks like it might be uh, Strider from Lord of the Rings, a straight edge Strider. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my, uh, my homie Danny plays guitar in this band. Um, he used to sing for the band Drug Control, like I said. I haven't heard this, but it comes from a camp of people who I've trusted in the past to make good music, so I hope they don't let us down. Okay. Um, what, uh, what track do we want to hear? They're all basically the exact same amount of time. Um, um, let's check out... Well, so look at track number five. It's called Tourist. Mm. We just heard water, Watering Hole. Let, let's get all do, fired up. Let's do Marked for Life. That's what I was I, I, that, By the title, it seems like that might be about being straight edge forever, sure. which is another... Slippery slope to go down because sure. I doubt it. Sure. Um, so, okay, we're going to hear Marked for Life by Headcount off of their demo 2019.
we just heard the song Marked for Life by Headcount off of their uh, 2019 demo. Hey. Uh, in My Eyes. Mm-hmm. Metallic, 88-inspired, straight-edge stuff. Right. Uh, it's a, we say this again, it's, it's a time-tested formula. Right. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I would like to see this live. If I bought this record, it would forever reside in my record collection, in my 7-inch collection alongside all those other bands that sound like this that I never pull out. Right. Right? It's fine. Mm-hmm. Straight Edge songs, I, I said before, it's not, it's a dumb thing to write songs about. Right. You know what I mean? Or at least give it a new take. Sure. How about after the end? <laughs> okay, so this is what, let's, so what, what would be the lyrical theme of, of something like that then? So this might be a bit more of like, so you could incorporate uh, after I'm dead. Oh, okay. And I'm in my casket. I'm still straight edge. I'm okay. not. I'm certainly not smoking and doing drugs as a corpse. That's true. Yeah. And then, as my soul is cast into the inferno, mm-hmm. and I swear allegiance to Satan, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I'm sucking up all the punishment he can give me. Right. Because what the fuck difference does it make? Right. I'm here forever. Sure. Like, oh yeah, who oh, knows? Whip me again with the fucking razors. Right. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. He sees it's just not working with this guy. What's up with this guy? Yeah. I swear my allegiance, and then. The song takes a twist as I'm sent as his weapon into heaven <laughs> to slaughter the drunken fools that have soused themselves on Christ's blood and laying about on their clouds. <laughs> right. So it just totally takes, you know, I think that that works as like crossover lyrically uh-huh. with a lot of metal. Right. Right. And so you write a song that sounds like In My Eyes, but reads like a Venom song. Right. Right. Yeah. You're you're not true till death. You're true. You're true. Up until and through death. And through death. And for eternity. And for all of eternity. As I slaughter Jesus Christ in an endless loop of infinity. Right. As he is born and I slaughter and he is born and I slaughter. And while I'm waiting for him in the heavens above, Uh I take time to like skedaddle over to the next heaven and maybe take out, you know, fucking Krishna. Right. Right? Take them all out. Mm -hmm. Right? Rain, drench the earth in their blood. Uh Right? Drown their followers in the blood and semen of their lords. (laughs) Oh, the semen too. Maybe I jack them off up there. (laughs) Okay. And that's that. That's how the song goes. Yeah. It might be a long song, a long straight edge song. Well, you could do a you could do a concept record. Yeah, that's true. But I think that would be lyrically more interesting. Uh That sort of take on straight edge than the. um, straight edge till the end. Whatever yeah. the end is, maybe the end is twenty-seven when you decide to get fucking married and have a brew. Right. So I, I mean, there's there's a no small amount of humor in that take. However, in earnest, I would like to hear that fucking song. I would like to hear. That I song would. Ve- too. I would very much like. To we hear could that write song. it. I was about to say we should write that song. Let's do we that. Should write. Let's songs. write that song. We Let's should... write a concept album yeah. about being straight edge from teenage through twenties into middle age and how like pointless it is and how lonely your existence is because you even at the age of 40 refuse to let go of your principles and have fun (laughs) right right Uh and then you as you see your friends that decided to abuse their bodies with poison age prematurely and their teeth fall out and they look like (laughs) a bunch of fucking bags of leather Uh by the time they hit 50 and yet you're spry as a spring chicken right you're feeling great still gonna die anyway right so you die you go to heaven you're straight edge in hell Mm-hmm. Right, you're straight edge at your funeral, you're straight edge in hell, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he might he's gonna try to give you something, but you don't take it. From no, him. you don't, and that's but why you, he that's why you catch his eye, and, and you take all the other punishment they lay out. Right, 
And so then he anoints you his infernal weapon <laughs> right. and sends you into the heavens right. to carry out his, his uh, inf- infernal mission. Yeah. I think, and, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm with all that, obviously, but to just to, to refocus our efforts real quick back on uh, Headcount right. and the actual content of their songs. Yeah. Um, so I agree with Nate on this. Um, very competently done. It's a formula that's, if you like hardcore, it's hard to straight up hate this stuff. It's hard to be mad at it. Again, it's hard for me to get super excited about stuff that falls in this, in this world. Um, this is some of the better stuff that I've heard like this in, in, in quite a while. And again, live stuff like this is always fun. If, it, if there's a whole fucking show and it's all bands like this, I won't I'll watch, even go. I'll watch, yeah, well, I'll go. But I'll watch one and a half sets. You know what I'm saying? I'll watch or I'll, I'll watch a quarter of each set until you get to the f- actual band I was there to see and then I'll watch a set. Yeah. So, but if you got like one band like this on a mixed genre show or fun. a mixed bill show, that's fun. cool. That's that's a lot of fun. I'm into that. Um, also, like I think, I think one band sort of of the youth crew variety per generation comes along that's like, it supersedes their sort of essence as a, a, as a youth crew or youth crew adjacent band. Like, I don't think that you've heard this band, but I think you might fuck with them. Uh, this band Mindset, they were. Yeah, I've heard them. Right, sure. It's there. So that band, <clears throat> for my for my generation, is sort of the pinnacle of what you can achieve with that sound when you go above and beyond and you write songs that are just like genuinely timeless and fucking great. And I think I think each generation gets one or two of those bands, right? Mm-hmm. You had that initial wave of youth crew stuff. Then you had a couple bands in the 90s that had that staying power, and we've had a couple bands like post-2000 that have had that staying power. And then you have a lot of middle-of-the-road stuff like this that's super good at what it does, um, but like probably isn't contributing anything significant to the overall canon um, and not something that I would necessarily put on a lot. But nonetheless, I did enjoy it. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, it, if it came on in the car, I'd be perfectly happy to listen to oh, it. Oh, sure. You know this what I'm is, saying? This is fine if it comes on in the car. I do, I do like the artwork mm-hmm. because it is unusual for this sort of band. Right. The font isn't your typical font. Um, there's like, I swear to God, I think it's, I think it's Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, right? Pulling out a Lord of the Rings sword with an X on it. I love that. Yeah. So, so yeah, the hilt, the hilt of this man's blade has has a big X on it, which I really fuck with. And yeah, his arms are, his arms are like wrapped in, uh, in like linen. That you right. might see on a, on a warrior of Aragorn's caliber, right? Um, yeah, I do fuck with the art, and the yeah, the the fucking the font is almost it's like got kind of like flames around. It, it almost looks, looks like, like a crossover. Earth, yeah, it, yeah, or it kind of it kind of looks like Earth Crisis font. Yeah, a yeah, bit. yeah. Um, but yeah, yo, Danny, I fuck with that. I'm not sure if I know anybody else in this band, but that stuff is cool. I would uh, I would definitely like to book you in Fort Wayne if you guys ever want to come through. Holler at me. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. <laughs> did four didn't we yeah hold up i'll just i'll just I'll, pick I'll, one i'll pick one the I, fucking die is not behaving tonight yeah the, the die is never behaving really you know, you know what, what we need I mean? to do is come up with a better way to do this do we i like i like the idea of the d10 mm-hmm. i like holding true to it it's, it's randomness right but uh maybe we just need to like eliminate certain numbers from the queue well and we can go to a d8 somebody actually suggested and a that six <clears throat> yeah, somebody suggested that a while ago. And you can get you can get weirdo you can get D nines and D sevens and stuff too. For sure. Yeah, I think that's probably a very good idea. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna go ahead and <clears throat> 
make the executive decision to listen to the big la- the big laugh demo because okay. I wanted to get around to it last uh, last episode and we didn't. Now I'm gonna level the same criticism that both of us leveled at the Gangstalker demo, which this shares members with, is that you put it up online, and you couldn't be bothered to just separate the fucking tracks out. Yeah, really. Yo, come on, come on. This is. I know. I know. You guys, you're adults, and you have the you have the technical savvy to separate these tracks out. I'm an amateur with no real technical prowess, and I manage to edit a podcast that sounds halfway decent every week. You can just go ahead and upload these into GarageBand and split the tracks and upload them as five different tracks. So I don't want to see this again. In fact, if you, anybody who's listening to this takes any advice from us this episode, it's go back on here, split the tracks up, and re-upload the demo. That's right. So that reasonable, sensible adults can listen to it. Yeah, and it's not like they don't autoplay anyway. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just start the demo, and then we'll just listen to as much of it as we deem necessary. Okay. And then we'll holler back at you whenever uh, it no longer satisfies our ears. I would love to be able to tell you guys what we just heard. Um, I know that for a fact that we heard Last Laugh mm-hmm. because that is listed on the side of the demo art that is on their band camp. However, I don't know if the order goes from Last Laugh to the song below it or Last Laugh to the song next to it. And guess what? 
if these were four separate tracks uploaded on the on Bandcamp site, no question, there'd be no question. I would be able to tell you that it, we just heard "Last Laugh" and "Circles" or "Last Laugh" and "Blowing Smoke," but I don't fucking know. We don't know. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. Um, what what you what you think of the music, Nate? Solid demo. Yeah, nothing wrong with that for sure. Uh, you know, it's a solid demo. Right. I like. I actually thought this is more. I like this a bit more. I think than Gangstalker. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, solid demo. And then I'd like to see what they do on like an official release. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Turn it up a little bit. Maybe spice it up a little more. And because sure. this is like one of those things where you're writing. You know, you're starting a hardcore band. This is true demo stuff. Right. And you're stoked on it. And. Everybody that is in your immediate like scene is is stoked on it, but you know, of course, you can go town to town, and there's there's a fucking band in almost every town that sounds just like this, right? On a demo, so this is solid. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's necessarily standout, right? Right, for sure. I agree. And I would like to hear more. I'd like to hear what follows this. Yeah, and I'd like to see these guys live. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Um, I also think that this stuff maybe is pulling from. A lot, drawing from the same well uh, as headcount more than maybe the average listener might realize at first because this stuff is not all that different. I mean, this isn't a world away from that first wave youth crew stuff. I mean, before before right. that first wave of youth crew, this sound sure. didn't exist at all. Sure. So yes, this is a little bit... There, there are other elements incorporated into it, but it is it is directly indebted to that 87, 88 Oh, definitely. Stuff. And... and- to a large extent, one of the biggest differences between this and the headcount track that we just listened to is just production. Yep, straight. Up. I was That's I it. was about to say that too. Yeah, like right. if this were produced the same way the headcount stuff right. were produced, you would barely be able to to, to differentiate right. between the two. You know right. what I mean? And I don't know what those songs are about. I hope they weren't about being straight edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hope not. I don't. I didn't get that impression. Right. But I, I didn't get know. that impression either. So that's 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 a that's a. A check mark for you guys. That's right. a point. If they're not, I also like the name. Big laugh is a really big good laugh. Band is a name. pretty good name. It's yeah. it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't really give away what the, the album what the band might sound like. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is always I I, I like that. Yeah, I like a little ambiguity, yeah. a little mystery. Right, for sure. But yeah, that stuff was solid. It was cool. Um, I would I, I'm I'm with Nate on that. I would uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys do next. Um, you know, kick it up a notch. Bring uh, bring the heat on the next release, and you, you'll have me following along with you. I fuck with it. Um, do we want to roll the dice? Yeah, let's give them a let's, let's give, it a, give it a shot. Let's just give it a shot. Hell, why not? Six, number six, eh? Let's see what we got. Okay, so we've got worst behavior with their release No Escape. It's just a uh, worstbehavior.bandcamp.com. And this was submitted to me by the band. Like I said, uh, the top of the episode. Describe this sort of crossover thrashy stuff. Well, the art certainly looks like crossover thrashy stuff. It, it sure does. The T is uh, looking like a scythe. Right. And there's a lot of symmetry in the logo, but mm-hmm. not so much that it's unreadable. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, so uh, so what track do we want to hear? No Escapes, what they have, and it's not the first track, so I think that's the one they want us to hear. Uh, oh, pardon me, Walking Circles. Yeah, let's do No Escape. You want to do No Escape? Yeah. The title track of the record? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're going to hear No Escape by Worst Behavior, and then we'll get back to you. The 
That was Worst Behavior with their song No Escape off the uh, record of the same name. Nate, what'd you think of that? It's pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to hear the guitars a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sound kind of buried and everything. Yeah, a little bit. And I think that if you're going to play thrash mm-hmm. or crossover, they should guitars should be a bit more prominent. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I would have liked to hear a bit more interesting riffs mm-hmm. and solos and maybe pick it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? But... All things said, I'll listen to that. Yeah, sure. That uh, definitely didn't uh, didn't turn me away. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll say this. So I so I liked that uh, well enough. I thought it was it was well done. I agree with your assessment for the most part. As far as uh, the, the mix could use a little bit of tweaking. Um, I'll say this: if that came out ten years ago, mm. I would be a lot more hype on it for yeah, this yeah. for this reason is that <clears throat> Power Trip and Red Death and Foreseen came along and ushered in a new wave of that stuff mm. and set the bar incredibly high. Right. And now there are a younger crop of ba- bands that are doing riffy, crossover-inspired, hardcore, thrashy stuff like Drain and uh, 
Dead Heat and Kulu and Mind Force. And these are all bands with different approaches, but they're very riff-oriented, clearly indebted to thrash and crossover hardcore stuff. And so while this, a decade ago, would, would probably be leading the pack on this shit, now it's a little bit more middling just because, which is not a diss against the folks in this band it's just the bar has been set so high yeah that it's just i i need i need some like like you said i want some fucking heavy hitting interesting riffs i want like the songs to feel fucking urgent and this is getting there you know what i'm saying this yeah. is entirely competently done i didn't mind listening to this at all um i didn't feel like i was listening to a three-minute song like we've noted many times right like, that didn't feel like a three-minute song i agree with that yeah but i think that the tempo was a little plodding throughout sure. instead of uh, you know, spicing it up, having some highs and lows. Right, yeah. Comparing it to... So we've, what, basically heard, like, one other, what I would call, like, thrash or crossover. Mm-hmm. Of world, uh, what was that? Um, world Tension. World Tension. That stuff was awesome. I like that stuff a little better. Yeah. That was that was a little step ahead of this. Yeah. But, you know, this is solid. Yeah. I would like, again, I would like to see this on a... On, on a I would like to see them live. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to see them... I wouldn't watch them if they were playing with a bunch of other thrash bands. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like like, like excellent thrash bands. Right. I right. wouldn't watch, um, but I would definitely watch if these guys were on, like, you know, a more diverse, like, hardcore show lineup. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I think the stuff is solid. Um, obvi- obviously, the players are good. The songwriting is solid. Um, the album art is dope. The album art's really fucking good. Um Clearly, you guys know what you're going for. We also just heard one song. You know what I'm saying? The, right. The, it's it's entirely likely that there are the there are riffs upon riffs on the rest of this, and I will certainly listen to it to find out. So, I mean, yeah, and and everybody should. I was thinking about that the other day. Like sometimes we just hear one song. Right. Like we listened to One Minute Run last time. Sure. After the show, just to see how shitty the rest of it was. Yeah. And it was all shit. Yeah, it was terrible. You never know. Right. But, you know, we might catch the wrong track, and the next track is a ripper, so check it out. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not, yeah, don't take our word for this shit. If you're if you're content to hear one song before you write off a band, um, you are doing not only the band a disservice, but yourself. So, yeah, fucking find out for yourself. I'm certainly, with the, with the releases on here, even if it's shit that doesn't necessarily catch me, I always try and go out of my way to listen to the entirety of the release to make sure that I was not making a premature judgment on that shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, like, that said, I, I will say I haven't, had, uh, I haven't heard anything that's um, inspired me to issue a retraction as of yet. No, But no. the potential exists, you know what I'm saying? And especially on something like this where it's like, I think this is a, a, a more a, a sort of a prime example of that because this is something that both of us enjoyed. We were just like, okay, it could be, it could catch me a little bit more. And so since we're already right on the cusp of being like, yeah, this is fucking awesome, there's more likelihood that if we listen to the entire release, it might push us over into being like, yeah, this fucking rules. Yeah, and, and here's something else to keep in mind. These guys are from McAllen, Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's ever been a band from McAllen, Texas, period. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? This this is this is the uh, this is a direct impact of the accessibility of this stuff. So right. it's dope that people all over the fucking country sure. I mean, hey, we live in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. It's not like Fort Wayne is uh, you know, the fucking uh, Boston of the upper Midwest. Not at all. Fort Wayne is uh, the Fort Wayne. <laughs> Of the United States, right. you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's uh, when I moved here, it was basically a a, a, a blighted or like it was basically a donut of truck stops, 
and strip joints mm -hmm. around a blighted downtown. Right. And it's changed a bit. But what I'm saying is I'm not trying to shit in McAllen, Texas. I'm just saying you guys are practically in, in you know, in, in fucking Mexico. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on the border. Oh, yeah, yeah. They actually mentioned that in their email. They're like 10 miles north of the border. Yeah, like they're practically... So it's dope that there's bands in places like that doing stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, no, for sure. That's... I, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like that's... That ba like bands like this to me like that exist in fucking McAllen, Texas, ten miles north of the fucking border. Like that's the like lifeblood of the local level hardcore scene. Sure, these are the bands that need to exist to rally a community around them in their small towns, in their little pockets. And like a band that's of this degree of quality has the potential to bu build up a. A, a solid regional scene if they keep at it and they go hard and they encourage other bands to participate. In Absolutely. Shit. So, you know, huge shout out for that alone. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I want to listen to the rest of this because I, I did I, I did dig that song a lot and I would be interested to hear the rest of the release for sure. Hmm. Um, let's do one more band. Okay. And then we'll get around to uh, we got some other stuff to we take got care some other of. Stuff. We didn't we didn't give a shout out to our Patreon supporters last time didn't we yeah well i mean you know we're not going to shout all of them out every time yeah, whatever we'll just shout out new ones as yeah, they yeah. come in so I'll, I'll i'll shout out the new ones tonight. all right here we go all right let's see what we got all right so that's a that's a um 10 okay perfect so we are going to go with uh, this is another one we didn't get to last week so i'm glad we're getting around to it now um this is end on end it's uh just end on end hc.bandcamp.com um this is on Dog Years Records, a label that I've shouted out a couple times on this, uh, on this podcast. Um, they also did tapes through um, somebody that we haven't shouted out on this podcast, um, New Morality Zine, who is a zine um, that also has been doing cool like tape releases and stuff like that, which is a thing that's sort of like sorely missed. It has been for a while sorely missed in the hardcore and punk community because like used to be like you would get flexies and like tapes and CDs with zines like somewhat frequently. Right. I, I have I have quite a few seven inches in my collection that were sort of like zine release exclusives and shit. Mm -hmm. um, so yo, huge shout out to New Morality Zine for doing that. That's a much needed service. Yeah. So I was looking at the name of the song. I was wondering. Is this is the name of the, the band, pardon me, is the name of the band inspired by the Rites of Spring song? That's what I was wondering, too. So I was looking here, it says, lyrics by Sam Allen, mm -hmm. with help from a bunch of fucking people, right? right? Like, you know, Bukowski, and then it says Ian McKay and... Oh, Guy Pachotto. Guy Pachotto. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I guess it is maybe inspired by the Rites of Spring. Sick. Oh, and they sh they uh, they shouted out uh, Pat, Pat Kindlin, too, from yeah. tr uh, Drug Shirts and SDF and Axe to Grind fame. That's nice. Uh, who, who else have you got on here? Pat Flynn from Half Heart. I would be interested to see Bukowski incorporated into hardcore lyrics. Yeah, so this is interesting because I think that the name of the band is inspired by Rites of Spring. It's got to be. But it's got a dude with a hoodie and a chisel taking it to planet Earth. Is there a guy with a hoodie? Yeah, it's a fucking guy with a hoodie. Really? Yeah, like in the band logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the logo right. up there in the corner. Yeah. He's, re he's really fucking giving it to Mother Earth. But, yo, I love, I love hooded hardcore figure, like hoodie wearing hardcore figures. I love that shit. It's okay. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. It's okay. It's one of my absolute it's, favorite aesthetics. It's, uh, it's two steps away from fucking psychopathic records, hatchet man shit. That's fine. That, that could describe all of hardcore. Yeah. Is two steps away yeah. from psychopathic records. That's Let's I mean. be it's, frank. It's okay. I love it. 
it's it's one of my favorite aesthetics i encourage all bands to pursue the hooded hardcore thug um what track do we want to listen to um oh fellas jesus um, these songs are not that long. Two and a half, a minute and a half, two minutes, and then only one that breaks. Let's do three. the push away. It's two minutes and three seconds. Okay, cool. It's fucking magnum opus here. <laughs> it's not long at all. It's only four songs too. All right, cool. So we're gonna hear the push away by end in, end on end off of their self titled tape. We just heard the song The Push Away by End, and, End on End off of their self-titled tape. Nate? I I can take or leave that. Mm-hmm. It didn't do anything for me. Um, I mean, it's fine. It, it sounds like a lot of other stuff we listened to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't stand out or catch me in any way. I will say that the lyrics were interesting mm-hmm. um, in that you know they had a more, I guess, poetic take on whatever. They seemed probably to be pretty personal to whoever wrote them. Right. Um, and... Uh, this is not a musical format that frequently lends itself well to uh, poetry and metaphor. It's right. usually much more straightforward what a song may mm-hmm. or may not be about. So congratulations on that. Sure, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I can appreciate that aesthetic, and I can appreciate that attempt. But musically, I didn't really... I mean, yes, I liked... I'll put it to you. I liked it musically, mm-hmm. and I thought the lyrics were interesting, but... I liked it in the same way that I like a plate of spaghetti. Right. It's fine. It's good. I make a lot of food metaphors. <laughs> well, you're a, big, you're a big man who loves food. I, I eat a lot. Yeah. Right? But again, you know, I think food works as a metaphor for a lot of stuff. Yeah, it does. Right? It's fine. It it, 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 it nourishes me when I need it. Mm-hmm. If I need a hardcore fix and this comes on, I'll take it. Right. Right? But honestly, like, it's not like I'm going to go out and, like, 
buy a plate of spaghetti at a restaurant. It's not like I'm going to lose my tits over this. Right. Fair enough. Now, see, I don't know how well that analogy works for me because I make the fuck out of some spaghetti at home. Well, you make piscetti. Well, no. But now, now biscetti is a whole different thing that we don't have time to get into on this. But yeah. listeners, just suffice it to say that I grew up poor and my mom convinced me that spaghetti and biscetti were two different things so she could feed us spaghetti more than one night a week. And it worked because I was a stupid, stupid child. That aside, um, I think I felt essentially the same way that you did about this. I liked it just fine. It was cool. I do appreciate the lyricism. Um, Man, anytime somebody can just get out of that fucking, like, incredibly limiting pocket of, like, we're a hardcore band singing about hardcore stuff. Right. Or we're a hardcore band singing about how tough our life is. Right. Your life's not fucking tough. Right. It's, yo, unlikely. You know what I'm saying? Highly. Unfucking likely. Highly. Like, I'd be willing to bet between myself and many participants in hardcore that my life has been tougher. And guess what? My life has not been tough. By any standard of worldwide yeah. toughness, you know, you know, not tough you know at who's all. Who's got a tough life? Yeah. Guatemalan. <laughs> yeah, no fucking shit. So, so that said, I really appreciate deviating from that, and I think these lyrics were well executed. I will also say, um, he isn't. Incur- he, he 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 wasn't lying as far as the. Uh, has taken influences from the people that sure. you listed because um, I'm fairly certain the the Flaming Sword line on the last uh, Self-Defense Family full-length, there's a, a line uh, Pat wrote, uh, Flaming Sword between myself and the whole wide world. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I imagine that's not, not at, at all that Pat is the man who uh, spearheaded the Flaming Sword imagery, but considering that he... Uh, he cited Pat directly on here. I would imagine he probably pulled that from SDS liner notes. So, is that a song about Dungeons and Dragons? It's not, but that would be sick. Sounds like it is. It does sound like it is. But, uh, but yeah, end on end, I am mad at this at all. I think it was, uh, it was well executed, meat and potatoes, hardcore. A lot of what we heard tonight, kind of drawn from, yeah, similar. Well, similar you know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, this, this is drawn more. I mean, yeah, of course it's hardcore, right? Duh, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but. Same thing as headcount. It's basically, I, I think the unifying factor on this shit, right, is that it's all stuff that couldn't have existed pre-1988, 89. Well, and it's, it comes from that vein of hardcore that is less, like, less rock-influenced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. like not, there's, there's hardcore that is, like, Clearly, rock and roll influence and right. sped up rock and roll sure. with snotty lyrics, yeah, career suicide shit, stuff like that. Like that. Right. And this is less rock influenced mm-hmm. and more just, for lack of a better word, hardcore influence. Right, right. You know it's what hardcore I mean? informed by hardcore. Right, exactly. Like this is like again, this we talked about this with a uh, one of the bands that we heard in maybe the first episode, right? Uh, uh, I think Time and Pressure. We were talking about it was it was bands that were influenced by bands who were influenced by other bands. Right. I think that I kind of detect some of that in this too, in that it's, they, I imagine these guys were influenced by meat and potatoes, hardcore of the early two thousands, like think I care and stuff like that. Um, I heard a lot of, you know, right brigade and, and shit like that. Um, stuff that I kind of grew up on that I still enjoy revisiting, but, uh, but yeah, I thought this was really well executed meat and potatoes, hardcore. Not mad at it at all. And I will say that they're trying to take a highbrow approach with the lyrics. Yeah. Take a highbrow approach with the art. Drop the fucking dude in the hoodie. That's kind of played, and it's dumb. I'm into the hoodie dude. Uh, I don't I, think. I, I I think that. I think that. I, I I talked about it last week. You know, a little bit mm-hmm. about like you know, guys, you just got to get over being pissed off all the time about your stupid shit. 
Yeah. Stop fronting about what a menace you are and how scary you are. Stop stop fronting about, you know, your knives and your chains and your guns because you're all a bunch of fucking weaklings. <laughs> right? When when the shit hits the fan, right. you're all a bunch of fucking weaklings. Yeah. Right? You're fucking pouring coffee for damn near minimum wage uh-huh. at, uh, you know, whatever, Starbucks, and uh, barely scraping by, and here you are fronting about, you know, you got your dude in a fucking hoodie with a gun and how bad you are and you're from the streets. No, you're not. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> well, Drop I don't. It. I don't think there was any of that present in this. No, but I'm just ranting right now. Right. I don't think. But but that's what I'm saying. That's why I said there wasn't any of that present in this. There right. was no pretense of tough guy in that. Right. So drop the dude in the fucking hoodie, because that is lowbrow ape ape hanger shit. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. I'm in. Uh, I'm into the hoodie. I'm gonna go ahead and just take the opposite opposite stance. I support you if you want to do the hoodie guy. That's that's my feeling on it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Chuck Bukowski would spit in your fucking face for that artwork. <laughs> I can't. Again, I, I I couldn't say. I I will I will say that that's a spurious claim at best. No, I I think he spit in quite a few people's faces. <laughs> Me too, but not for the hoodie guy artwork. Well, he'd never seen it. But if he had... It would offend his sensibilities hmm. so much. It's such an affront uh-huh. to a thinking man's mind. <laughs> I don't think so. But we'll just agree to disagree on that. So, uh, to wrap up, we've got, uh, we got a bit of a new segment. So, we have, uh, we've got a phone number now. we got a Google Voice number. I had talked about doing it on the last episode, and uh, we finally did it. So, we're going to listen to a couple messages. Um, if you want to call us, please do. It's uh, 260-222-8341. Leave us a message. Um, we're just going to listen to a few. I, I, we, got like, uh, we got like five on here. Okay. Most of them are brief. That's the other thing. If you, if you do call, you know, keep it, keep it under a minute. We, this isn't, you know, this is our fucking show. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to give you guys we, the opportunity right. to g- we'll, give we'll us We'll give you feedback. mic control for a second. Right, exactly. But we're not Aaron Bedard up here. We're not just going to let the crowd sing what the whole fucking set. What a lazy prick, huh? <laughs> I like. I mean, Aaron's, Aaron's a nice dude, but yeah, I mean, he he uh, he is renowned for not ever having to sing a Bane set yeah. after the year two thousand, right? Basically, right? right? <laughs> Which is just like, well, what are you really doing? Right. It would be awesome if everybody just stood there and made him do it to see if he even remembers how they go. <laughs> well, he's in a new band now. He's an antagonized now, so he's he's having to pull his weight, right? Because no one knows the lyrics yet, so. Um, so let's just listen to some uh, messages. Okay. How do we want to do this? Do we want to do it the same way that we do with songs? Like drop out for a second, play the message, and then we'll react to it? Yeah, might okay. as well. All right, cool. So uh, well, let's, let's, hear, let's hear the first one. Tell us about that karate trophy, you smug little bit. <laughs> okay, so that's the first message that we, that we got uh, after I put this up. I got it pretty shortly after I announced this number, and... Uh, the, the the it is tell us about that karate trophy you smug little bitch. She said it with a little bit of a a coy tone to her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so this is so this is a reference from so is that is so specific and so deep in my personal past that I there are two things that this could be a person that I've known for a long time who is a homie having a laugh or a Paleolithic hater. Okay. Somebody who has been following every step of the way and has just been waiting for their chance to publicly just sort of jab one at me. So the reference in question is I did martial arts from a very young age. I did karate and jujitsu, uh, and I did it competitively. And I had some karate trophies and medals because I won some. But 
The last time that I had one of those in my possession was in the year 2009 because I rented a really shitty apartment and my friends and I got bored one day and I had an old uh, pump action BB gun and uh, <clears throat> we set up my karate trophies across the way and blew the shit out of them. Right. So what a metaphor that is for martial arts and guns in the... In, in... <laughs> In reality. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's not much use if you got a gun. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So, I mean, somebody has a reference from a decade plus ago. So, like I said, if you're a hater, fucking congrats on sticking with it that long and being that dedicated. And if you're a homie, yeah, that's cool, too. Right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's see, what's, let's see, what, see what, we got, what we got next. Yo, it's uh, Morrissey. I was just wondering if you could play some more of uh, a band, uh, The Smiths, on your podcast. Thanks. <laughs> okay all right i like that one uh that's well I, we got a call from morrissey okay that's that's prestigious I, I, morrissey sounds uh a bit more like me like an idiot than i expected him to <laughs> yeah, sound on the that, phone he doesn't he? have that sort of like a uh, british swagger that i wouldn't no, expect it no it just sounded like uh he was uh basically trying to rub two fucking stones together in his head to come up with a thought <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I like that he requested that we... I don't know if he said play more of my band, The Smiths, or just a band, The Smiths, as if he was trying to be incognito. You know? right, right. I like the idea of Morrissey having the self-awareness to know that people know who he is, but thinking that they don't know he was in The Smiths. Right. He's like, hey, you know, have you checked this band out, The Smiths? Right. I like that idea. Right, right, I, right. I, and I, it's, I, it's honestly, with as absurd as Morrissey is, I, that might not be far from something he would do. So, uh, thanks. That was good. Then, yeah, that was pretty good. I can't tell you we will not be playing more of the Smiths on this show, uh, regardless of the fact that I am indeed a huge Smiths fan. Let's see what we got, uh, got next. Yo, I have exactly zero uh, substance to provide, but this is Trey coming at you from the 813. I just want to give a shout out to the following Parasitic Twins, Flux Capacitor, Merkin, Fuck Jeremy Jones, Gray. Shouts out, and uh, y'all need to come down to Florida, see what's really good down here. I'll be back in Indiana soon. Let's get a Parasitic Twins show going. Fuck it. Yo, what's up, Trey? Uh, so Trey is a is a homie. He's an Indiana Indiana OG, but uh, he lives down in Florida with his uh, well with his now fiance. So congrats on that. If marriage is your thing, then uh, good for you. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, I would love to get a Parasitic Twins show going in Florida, but. We can barely get parasitic twin shows going in Indiana. We can barely get parasitic twin shows going in our practice space. Right, right, exactly. So the uh, the 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 chances that we're going to bring it to Florida are slim, but I would love to. To dream. To dream. If only if only we had a drummer who who would like to leave the comfort of his own home. Right. But we wasn't crippled by neuropathy, like like just neuroses. Right. Yes. Exactly. So the likelihood of a Florida show is. it's probably small unless we get uh, somebody who's down to hit the road. Right. So, And we hate most people. That's the problem. Well, I think most people hate us. That that's was, the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Must be true yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't actually hate most people. I just yeah, kind of yeah. hate everything. Right, right. But I think most people hate us. Well, right. And, and, and we have conversations, too, where we'll bring somebody up and be like, well, I'm a pretty good, good player. And then we're like, yeah, but... Could they could they be in a van with us? And the answer is almost always no. Probably not. Probably not. Right. Because if there's a bad thing to say, we've said it in the van. Yeah. You know what I'm pretty saying? Pretty much. And and uh, unless you can, unless you unless you really like having a 
a cloud of iron filings and knives just raining shit all over you the entire time right. you're hanging out. <laughs> right, yeah. Then, uh, you know, you probably wouldn't like hanging out with us. <laughs> right, not at all. We've already, I mean, we've pushed at least one member out of our band for right. precisely that reason. So. Right. Um, okay, so, yeah. Yo, Trey, much love. Thanks for calling in. Let's. Uh, we only got two more, and they're short, so we'll just let's, fit them in. Let's fit them in. All right, cool. Hey, what up, uh, Demolition? Uh, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't listened to the podcast, and I want to say I'm going to get around to it soon, but uh, I probably won't. I have really bad memories, so I'm going to probably forget. Um, <clears throat> uh, I guess this is more directed to Gray. Um, are you going to dive into that glass jaw discography, or do I have to wait until you hit, like, a really, like, the pressing point where, where you'll finally consider it. Uh, yeah, just, uh, I really hope you do dive into that discography. I feel like it'll be a rewarding experience or, I don't know, your ears might bleed. Uh, yeah, enjoy your guys' day. So I am, I'm not sure who that was. I, I remember somebody recently on Facebook uh, beseeching me to, to dive into the Glassjaw discography, but I can't remember who that was. Um, so if that was you, identify yourself to me on social media and, uh, sorry for forgetting, but I can, I can tell you this. No, I am not going to dive into the glass jaw discography <laughs> anytime soon, <laughs> if, if ever. Um, I'm very familiar with glass jaw. I've heard a lot of glass jaw in my life. It does absolutely nothing for me. I think they're fine if that is your brand of shit. It is just not mine. It, I, I, the, it's not to my sensibilities at all. It's just not really appealing to me. Um, it's like it isn't, it, I don't know, I guess it's post-hardcore in the strictest sense of that term, but not the way that I like it. And it's not, I don't know, man. Glassjaw just ain't my shit. Well, I've never listened to Glassjaw. Never heard of it? Sus- I've heard of the band. Right, but you never listened to them. Why would I, why would I give a shit? You would not like them. I can tell you that right well, now. Well, that's that's what, exactly my point. Play a glass shot song after the episode. Okay. So, um, but you know what? Hmm. That guy's never listened to the show, so fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck you, Next pal. call. Yeah, next call. Fuck off. I'd have a much better day if I didn't have to listen to you fucking blathering on. First time caller, long time listener. You guys fucking suck. <laughs> okay, so... So I think that's a fitting call to go that's, out on. That's what that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Right. Exactly. I want to get smacked in the face. Yeah, exactly. I want I want everybody uh, moving forward keep that same energy. Yeah. Bring that shit to the table. I want I, you know what I mean cuz like I'll I'll say this cuz I I say it in the message, right? Um when in the in the voicemail message I say if you intend on talking shit, go ahead and leave your full government name and your address and we'll see what's fucking up. And I gotta say, you did neither of those things. Now he did he did not make his number anonymous, so we can see where the area code's from. But uh look, if you're gonna come with that sort of vigor and heat, I'm gonna need you to kinda step up the plate a little bit harder than that. You want you wanted to put on a line? Yeah. I I'll tell you exactly what I'm gonna do about that. Yeah. Nothing. I don't even care if it's next area code over. Right? <laughs> you could tell me that my mom's a alcoholic and she should have aborted me after I was born. Right. Wouldn't care. Fair enough. You could tell me that, uh, you could tell me most anything. Mm-hmm. You could say literally anything, and I wouldn't care. I like hearing it. I love hearing that sort of shit. You know it, because it's one of your favorite things. 
if I hear somebody yell something at me out of the window, like I'm walking down the street, yeah. and somebody just yells something at me, the worse it is, the happier I yeah, am. Yeah, me too, man. I it love makes it. my fucking day. Yeah, it's so good. Right? It's so good. Because that's part of the fun. It's part of the chaos of being alive. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, you know, that guy, long first long, first time caller, long time listener, we thinks we suck. I'm into that. Yeah. That's all tongue in cheek. That's that's the kind of spirit I want. Yeah, I agree with that. So I guess to uh, to wrap up, well, first of all, to reiterate, if you do want to call, please do. It's 260-222-8341. Um, and if you want to submit stuff, uh, we're uh, we still got more submissions to go through, but we're you know we're drying up a little bit. We still got plenty for a few more episodes, but. Yo, keep new shit coming. Send uh, send it over to demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, even if we don't get around to it right away, chances are it'll probably come up eventually. We'll at least say your name in an episode, even if we don't listen to it, which right. is more than nothing. You know what I'm saying? 300 people will then hear your band's name and probably never check it out. But That's right. At least they know that you exist. Um, so apart from that, I guess the only other thing to really do is uh, shout out the new uh, new Patreon donors. Um, we've, so we got Josh Ludiker, who's an OG homie from mm-hmm. Ohio, from Lima. Mm-hmm. There used to be a, a strong Fort Wayne and a Lima, Ohio connect back in the day with, uh, our bands ex- exchanging shows from scene to scene quite frequently. That doesn't really exist much these days because neither city, I don't think has the same sort of pop and scene that it once did, but no. working to fix it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yo, shout out to Josh. You're my fucking dude. I saw him up at the uh, negative approach and cold world show in Detroit, uh, like few weeks back and it's always good to see that guy he's the best Mm -hmm. um then we got rich miles rich is a rich is an og he's a yeah i think he's a few years older than you okay um i believe i could be wrong i think rich was from michigan he played in he played in some like uh i can't remember which bands he played in but he played in some like Maybe like emo adjacent bands, like bands that existed in like that ordination of Aaron sort of world. You know what I mean? Um, But uh, I talk to Rich pretty frequently on the internet. Fucking rad dude. Uh, Love him. Always have very interesting, insightful conversations. Thanks a ton for uh, throwing cash at us. Then we got Ryan McGrath, um, who is, you know, you're giving us $5 a month, man. I can't be fucking bummed about that. Yeah. You're going to get a new episode of the other show here pretty soon you are indeed well yeah Tom, uh, tena- tomorrow tomorrow tom- the same time you're hearing this right. if you're hearing this you can also be here on the patreon right. so. um then we got uh cody xvx cody lods it's either lods or loads it's l-o-d-s i've known cody for a fucking long ass time but i've never had an occasion to pronounce his last name out loud yeah it's l-o-d-s somebody else fucking hit me and was just like uh you know donated the patreon and was like Jesus, you sound like all my elementary school teachers. I was like, well... Well, that's because your name sounds like a fucking mouthful of marbles. Yeah, you got a weird fucking name. Yeah. You know? Sorry, dog. Right. It's not my job to be able to figure out how to pronounce your fucking name. Yeah. Um, So, yo, Cody. Cody's been a homie for a long time. Um, You met Cody before, too. Uh, We ate... uh, I think he came with us to... uh, What was it? Amy's Kitchen up in Buffalo when Parasitic Twins played up there years ago. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was out at that show that night at uh, Spiral Scratch. That was the night that someone ate two full dinners. <laughs> Somebody did do that. <laughs> we, ate a, we ate a whole bunch of wings. <laughs> yeah. And then we went and got two. We got a second dinner at Amy's Kitchen. Uh-huh. And the people weren't happy that we were there. They were not. They were really displeased with our presence. I don't know why. I went and got a soda because no one was coming to wait on us. Right. The guy tried to step to me telling me that 
only employees are allowed to get there and go go back there. And I looked at him and said, so what? Yeah. And walked back and got a soda. <laughs> Which is really the way to handle that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just like, yo, what are you going to do about it? Um, and then the last new Patreon donor that we have is Landon DeFever, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I've met Landon quite a few times. Uh, a rad, just general supporter of music from the area. I see him up at shows in Michigan pretty frequently. I think he travels for shows a fucking lot. Gen- genuinely one of the nicest dudes I've had the pleasure of uh, conversing with. A gentle giant, if ever there were one. Great dude. I much, much appreciate the submission, or the uh, patronage, rather. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, that's about it for this week, I would imagine. Um, like I said, if you are a Patreon donor at the $5 up tier, um, you'll have access to our Patreon episode. If you're not, uh, you're missing out on some good content. Uh, but, again, you know, huge shout-out to anybody anybody who gave us money. I did make a joke um, earlier this week because a, a few people dropped out of the Patreon, like, right before payday came, and I made a joke about us having a new segment on here called the Hall of Shame. Right, where the we, Hall of Cowards. The Hall of Cowards, that's right, where we... Where we uh, call out people but i'm gonna be honest if you even thought about giving us money that's dope that's pretty sick you know what i'm saying and if you retract it that's fine you know i've been there hey i think i got that five dollars i need to just make rent no i sure as shit don't yeah oh yo i'm there right now i lost i lost a four hundred dollar job this weekend so i fucking feel you if i were if i were (laughs) had five dollars invested in the patreon that was coming out tomorrow I sure as shit would retract it. So. And maybe we said something that offends, and you're like, you know what, fuck those guys. I'm not giving them five bucks this month or ever again. Yeah. That's fine, too. Sorry. That's the way the world works. But if that's, now, but if you, now if you retracted your payment because of that, you truly do belong in the Hall well, of Cowards. Well, I would say, I would say you're a wimp. Yeah. Right, the Hall of sure. Wimps, at uh, The Hall of Wimps. Yeah. The only thing that is unforgivable mm-hmm. is if you post a Patreon for some sort of, like, fake internet social cred. Mm, true. Right, because sure, sure. you want to get your name shout out or something like that. But I doubt, I doubt that. I, I don't, I, I don't know how people's brains work anymore because sure. everybody's brain is broken. That's true. Yeah. Um, but um, that might be a thing. It might not. I'm surprised at what are things nowadays. This is that's very true. Right. And on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap it up for the re- the week. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. I know that's the thing you hear on every podcast, but. It genuinely does help us to reach new people. And, uh, yo, the more sustainable this effort becomes, the longer we can do this. Uh, And, yo, I like fucking talking about hardcore. Nate likes talking about hardcore. And uh, I like when I get to involve other people in the conversation on a broader scale. So keep up the support. It's much appreciated. Catch you later.